You're listening to It's Not Normal, It's Toxic with Dr. Heidi, a toxic relationship specialist. Here, we bring hope, healing, and freedom to those who have been affected by toxic relationships and emotional abuse. Learn to not only recognize a red flag when you see one, but have the courage to choose yourself and move forward in a life that's free from toxic control of others. Living in an environment that's not healthy for you can cause this type of abuse to be accepted as normal. The truth is, it's not normal. It's toxic. Hey everybody, it's Dr. Heidi. You're listening to It's Not Normal, It's Toxic. Rid your life of toxic people. Welcome back. Thank you for sharing the podcast and thank you for supporting my mission, which is to provide hope, healing, and freedom for those whose lives have been affected by toxic relationships, emotional abuse, and narcissistic behaviors. Um, really quick, the National Conference is a go. We've been in close contact with the venue and they have modified our room space and they've modified a few of the things and right now it sounds like the conference is all set. Um, it is September 18 through 20. We had to postpone it from March. It is the third national conference. What would you find at the conference? If you are seeking answers to why toxic people do what they do, you will find those answers there. If you've been listening to my podcast, you already know that that's the basis of what I do. We all know what they do, but when you can figure out and understand why they do it, you take their power away. Um, a couple of the, the presentations that I also do at the conference is I go over all the tactics of hoovering, all the different ways they suck you back in when you try to leave or you try to exit or you try to cut them off. I also go through something I call conversations with a toxic person or conversations with a narcissist. And it's all the tactics that they use to keep you engaged in a three hour discussion, quote, verbal competition that they will win. So moving forward, when you can spot those type of tactics within those different scenarios, you should be able to remove yourself from it. Um, the online program has been very, very effective for a lot of people. I know it's a self-study, but if you have um, different reasons why you can't coach privately or you can't get to the conference, the Freedom Me online program is my entire program in a written form all the 21 character traits and all the self-discovery. So right now it is 50% off. So if you are in a spot where you feel like you're ready to learn, but you're not ready to jump in with two feet, that's a very good option that can be found on the website. Um, groups, there is another set of small groups uh, starting the first week of September. And the groups that are going right now are going fabulous. My favorite thing about the groups is you immediately have a support system. You have three or four other people that know exactly what you're going through. So if you have something going on between classes, you can reach out to them and they already know your situation. So that's one option. If you've been thinking about working with me or going through one of my programs, the groups are proving to be very, very helpful and, and very, very supportive. Um, I have had several people write in if I would address trauma bonding and, um, I took some time to think about how exactly I wanted to address this because I don't get stuck on definitions and I, I don't do that to be rude or to brush them under the table. But um, if I can explain something in a way 
that you understand it, it seems to be better than a definition for me. It seems to be more act provoking. And so I, I did finally get something put together for trauma bonding. And that's what I want to talk about today. Trauma bonding 100% is a thing. It is absolutely a bond that establishes itself between an abuser and the person that is being taken advantage of. Um, trauma bonding and the reason I don't love definitions is trauma bonding to me makes us assume there's something wrong with us. Okay, trauma is something that happens to us. Trauma isn't something that's wrong with us. So if you feel like you have trauma bonding, that does not mean that there's something wrong with you. That is something that has happened to you and the bonding is a result of that. Trauma bonding by definition, if you look it up on the internet, is trauma bonding occurs as a result of ongoing cycles of abuse in which intermittent reinforcements of reward and punishment create a powerful emotional bond that are resistant to change because of the amount of time spent together. Okay, so that's the, uh, that's the definition of trauma bonding. It is a thing. I am here to personally tell you it is a thing. Um, as you all know, I am not a therapist. I am somebody who has walked the path that you're walking now. My particular um, situations, and yes, situations, which means more than one toxic relationship, um, cover all different types of relationships. I've been in a long-standing toxic relationship that was a spousal situation. I have been in friendships. I have had coworkers. So when, when I'm talking about trauma bonding, it can actually be between any type of people that are involved in an unhealthy situation. So today, through the eyes of a emotional abuse graduate and through the eyes of somebody who witnessed children growing up in a controlling, emotionally dangerous environment, I see trauma bonding as something that is ingrained. Okay, it is learned through repetition and reprimand by an abuser on those who they are using in order to feel secure. If you are someone who has been sadly placed in a toxic person's life, you are there to give them something they need to feel secure. Toxic people, for whatever reason, are insecure and they seek different things to make them feel secure. When trauma, control, manipulative tactics are used as like a weapon, for someone to gain the feeling of control, power, attention, or admiration, it comes with consequences. And the consequences in that environment will, will result in punishment, um, criticisms, you know, belittling, name calling, and oftentimes even discarding. Those of us who have been placed in the lives of toxic people are nothing but in a learning process of survival. We have to learn how to survive in that environment. And because toxic relationships infiltrate so slowly, you don't always notice it's coming. All of a sudden, there you are and you wonder how you got there. So while you're in there and things are ch slowly changing and the toxic person is 
getting more control and getting more power and then sometimes stepping out to get attention and admiration, we learn very quickly how to please them, how to avoid conflict, how to keep their attention, right? We always, always focus on them because we want to stay one step ahead of them. They're very unpredictable and they're very inconsistent. And the reason they do that and the reason they cause chaos and the reason your life feels like it is always got drama in it is because that always keeps your attention on them. You have to guess what's coming. You have to be prepared. You have to be on guard. The whole walking on eggshells is because you're always worried what's coming. In doing so, we become very accustomed to keeping our full attention on the toxic person in order to survive. And when I say survive, I don't mean always survive for your life, but survive in that relationship. You know, we don't want to be belittled. We don't want to be criticized. We want to be accepted. We want to be good enough. We want to be approved of. So we spend our time staying one step ahead to try and meet all those needs that the toxic person is placing on us. Trauma bonding, and again, I'm trying to describe this, how, how it's easy for you to just pick up and move with. I see it as, a, as something like a security blanket for the people involved. The closer we stay to the toxic person, the safer we feel. And even though you know that you have the feeling of tension in your stomach, you still feel safer around them because you can predict their behavior. If we stay close, we're better equipped to handle the trauma. We're better equipped to handle what's happening. We're better equipped to keep them not mad, to ward off a fight. And the toxic person knows that keeping other people close to them is gonna ensure that the control over them will remain constant as the cycle continues and as the cycle gets worse and as the cycle gets deeper. The, the farther and farther you get into an abuse cycle, the harder it feels like it is to get out. And the reason that is, is because the amount of time that you spend in a toxic environment is also the amount of time you spend in survival mode with your attention on them, hoping you can please them. Now, this is where I think the frustration comes when people send me messages about, can you please address the trauma bonding? Frustration comes in when we decide to leave or break off or cut ourselves out of an unhealthy situation. It's very confusing because at that point, that's all you thought about when you were in the toxic environment. All you thought about was a way to get out. How can I get out? I want to be free. I want to be happy. I want to find myself again. And we think that when we get out, that's what we're going to feel. So it's very frustrating and it's very confusing because we should feel relieved. We should be able to move forward because that's what we've always wanted. But because of that intense survival training, you remove yourself, you move out, you break it off, you change jobs, you cut off family members, and all of a sudden, we don't know where to put our security because that's where our security lied. Our security lied in our survival mode. It's lied in being able to predict their behavior, knowing what was coming, you know, guessing and staying one step ahead. So we continue to feel like we're more secure when we're closer 
to the toxic people because we've gotten so good at reading their behavior. On top of that, we become completely dependent on them for our feeling of security, for our feeling of approval. And more times than not, the toxic person has completely stolen our identity. We have a very hard time making decisions because not that they make our decisions for us, they just say, why did you do it that way? How come you're eating that? That's too expensive. So we back off on even the decisions that we should be making as grown adults. And especially when kids go through this, and they're, just, they're trying to grow and they're trying to learn and they're trying to become the people they need to become, if they're in a toxic environment and somebody is dictating the decisions, they will always feel dependent on the person that has been dictating their decisions. They will never trust themselves enough to make a decision. So when you leave a toxic environment, you think you're gonna feel great and you think you're gonna feel free and you leave and this strange, insecure, you don't know how to put your finger on it, feeling comes in. And, and we don't know what it is because all I've wished for is to get out of this and now here I'm out and I'm not feeling good. Bonding with an abuser is normal, okay? Bonding with a toxic person is normal. It is a result of having to remain close to them in order to survive. So distancing oneself from them is gonna heighten the fear of the unknown. Remember, you are always going to stay or it's always easier to stay in something that is familiar than it is to step into something you don't know. So when you leave and you're sitting out here in the unknown, you don't really know how to move forward there, from there and you no longer are in close enough contact to know what's going on with them. So having that insecurity and that lack of self-confidence is what sets in because of a trauma bond. It heightens the feeling of, of uncertainty. Now I don't know what they're doing, I don't know what to expect, and I don't know what my future holds. And you know, there's a misconception. I sit on a lot of divorce boards and a lot of workshops for um, people that are going through divorce. Um, I listen and many people believe, now there are amicable divorces, there are amicable breakups, but I can almost pick out by facial expression the people that are in the workshop that are in a toxic relationship before I ever speak with them. Because I can tell how they're reacting to the suggestions that the leaders are saying, do this or do that while you're going through the divorce process. And as I read their faces, I can tell they're saying to themselves, this is never gonna work. I already tried this and it's not gonna work. So. When you divorce a toxic person, or you break up with a toxic person, or you try to cut a toxic family member out of your life, they're not seeing it the same way you are. You, you are seeing, I need freedom. And then you are sad because it is an ending of a relationship. It is a grief process that you go through. The way a toxic person looks at it is, not that I'm losing the love of my life, not that that's the best girlfriend I ever had, not that I'm very close to this family member and now they won't talk to me. All they see is I'm feeling insecure because I am no longer in control of that person. So the misconception when you file for divorce or you break up or you try to break ties with a toxic person is that the breakup is the hard part. And I'm here to tell you the breakup is hard. The actual filing, breaking up, cutting off is hard. But what's harder is right after that because then you have to understand that we have to find ourselves back. 
We've been catering, we've had our attention, we've had our focus on feeling secure around them and now they're not there. So knowing why trauma bonding occurs is the only way that you're gonna break free from it. And I'm hoping that this explanation kind of brings it into a little bit simpler form than, oh, I have trauma bond. It is merely because you've been trained to always protect yourself. And, and you, when you're close and you can predict what they're do, going to do next, you're protecting yourself. You're getting ready for it. When you can understand why that feeling of insecurity and uncertainty sets in instead of the feeling of freedom, because that's what you anticipated. You anticipated, oh my goodness, I cannot wait till this is over because I'm going to be free and I'm going to be happy and I'm going to have the best rest of my life that I've ever had. And then all of a sudden you're feeling insecure and you're feeling scared and you're feeling worried that you made the wrong decision. It's completely normal. And it's completely normal because your attention has been on them for so long. So for your safety, both emotionally and sometimes physically, your attention always stayed on them. And I guess how I can best explain breaking free from the trauma bond is understanding that that's why you feel that way. People that get discarded by a toxic person, that's what they're feeling right after. That's why the discard is so hard to accept. Somebody who discards you and never speaks to you again, one, there's no closure, and two, all of the sudden, those intense feelings of, of the trauma bond set in. And now you don't know what to expect. You don't know what they're doing and you don't know what, what you're going to do with your future. So I, and I think this is how I went through it, which is why I really had to think about this. We've put our security in them. We have put our dependence on them. We've put our focus on them. So when you have made the step to remove a toxic person from your life, you have to understand that you immediately have to start putting the security back in yourself and the abilities that you've developed to survive. You're a survivor. If you've been in a toxic situation, if you've been raised in a toxic situation, if you've been in a long-standing toxic relationship, you're a survivor. By placing your attention on yourself that once was totally on them and by taking care of yourself how you used to take care of them, and by pleasing yourself instead of the one who demanded to be pleased is how you're eventually going to make that transition. A toxic person has 100% goal of controlling you. So the trauma bond comes in because they know if there is punishment and if there's consequences and if there's name calling and if there's fighting and if there's manipulation, you'll pay attention to them so you're on your toes. Trauma bonding is not something that is wrong with you. It is something that happened to you by someone who fully intended to use you for control, power, attention, or admiration so that they themselves could feel secure. And I've, I've said this before. Toxic people don't care how many people they control. They'll control as many people as they can. They'll get attention from as many people as they can. They'll put their power out over as many people as they can. And if you're not supplying one of those, you won't be in their life very long. 
you have the ability to bond with yourself in the same way you did with them. And that's by giving yourself the same attention, the same respect, the same time, the same energy. And when we come out of toxic environments, we are told that self-care is selfish. Why? Because they want all of your caring abilities to be focused on them. If you've attracted toxic people and if you've attracted repetitive toxic people, it's because toxic people are targeting your personality. You're a good, caring, giving person, which means it's probably not the last toxic person you're going to attract. So you need to reestablish the bonds with yourself and take some self-care time. And you know, it's easy for me to say that and it's hard to do, to push yourself to, to start taking care of yourself, to push yourself to give you the time you need, to push yourself to start meeting other people and getting out and doing things. It's a push. And that's exactly why I say the actual cutting off of the toxic person isn't the hard part, even though it seems like it is. The hard part is cutting off the emotional bond that you've had with them and putting that emotional bond into yourself. You are fully capable of living a life where your attention is focused on you, where your energy is put towards things you want and you need. And when you go through this breaking of the trauma bond, start picturing your life, how you pictured it when you used to want out. What did you see? What did it look like? Who were you with? Were you laughing? Were you smiling? And continue to picture the life that you pictured when you were in it because the trauma bond will take over and make you feel like you've lost something. When you've lost something and you don't know who you are, it becomes very devastating. And that's how my, you know, my program developed. We do the toxic traits. We understand exactly why they do what they do, but that's not the end of, of what I do. We do all the self-discovery so we can break those trauma bonds. You know, who are you? Who did you want to be when you grew up? How did you picture your life? Because all of that has been stripped from you in the time that you spent in a toxic environment. You are 100% capable of living for yourself. And if you're waiting for somebody to give you permission to wait for yourself, I think I gave you guys permission um, to take care of yourself on the last podcast. You have permission to put yourself first. And I know that toxic people are very good at using guilt to get you to do what they want. And when you start taking care of yourself and try to break this bond, you're gonna feel guilty. Guilt is an emotion, okay? Nobody can make you feel guilty unless you allow it. So when you feel the guilt, sit in it for a minute and think, do I really have anything to feel guilty about? Did I do something wrong? If the answer is no, then you feel the guilt and you do it anyway. Because eventually you'll start applying guilt where it's appropriate and quit applying guilt where it's inappropriate. And again, this is just my thoughts on trauma bonding. When I think about how I had to break all of that emotional bond and try to rebuild my self-worth and really feel like, you know, Heidi, you really have good stuff going on. You need to build on that and quit looking backwards. But if, if this is something that you've experienced and, and have been having a hard time understanding why the pull is so hard back to that person, this is why. So the energy that's been going to them now needs to go into yourself. The relationship that you have with yourself 
is the number one relationship you should have. Because if you're happy and you're confident and you are willing to sacrifice for yourself, you're going to attract the right people. And by knowing the red flags, when you see somebody that's the wrong, the wrong people, you won't have a problem and you won't feel guilty not letting them in your life. Just my thoughts on trauma bonding and there's no scientific basis to my explanation. It's just coming from where I was because I've been there and I have officially broken the bonds and I am free. Thank you for listening to It's Not Normal, It's Toxic. If your life is being affected by a toxic relationship, visit coachingwithdrheidi.com and take our free toxicity profile analysis or schedule a personalized consultation with Dr. Heidi. You can also follow us on Instagram at coachingwithdrheidi or join our private Facebook group at Strength Within. Take your first step to freedom today. And remember, it's not normal, it's toxic.